Welcome to the Occult London podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, the Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write a review and rate us on iTunes, as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk, where you can subscribe to the show. If anyone has any questions for me, then I'd love to hear from them, so please reach out via Facebook or an email, as I'd love to answer any questions you may have. You can find my details on the show notes, or alternatively email me at occultlondonpodcast at gmail.com. In today's episode, we are continuing our discussion regarding the legend of the Golem of Prague. This is a unique story that describes how an artificial man was created out of clay by Rabbi Lowe of Prague around 1580. The legend of the Golem story is unique and relevant to our recent discussions because it shows us really how the Tetragrammaton and Kabbalistic magic may have been used by the mystics known as the Balai Shem of the Middle Ages. I went to visit the place where this is meant to have happened a few years ago, one very cold winter, and there was a very powerful atmosphere about the place and a sense of magic and the unseen around the city. Prague, let's not forget, was also the home of the great magician John Dee and Edward Kelly for some time. To continue from our last episode, during the Middle Ages, the text known as the Sefer Yetzirah, or the Book of Formation, was studied extensively by the sages. For those of you who are not aware of what the Sefer Yetzirah is, It's a book of Jewish esotericism likely produced around 200 BCE to 200 CE that describes how the universe was created by God through the 32 paths of wisdom. This book is very famous, it's been studied an awful lot and it's traditionally attributed to the patriarch Abraham. However, there's lots of scholars who have disputed this. The book is very important, however, to the story of the Golem because during the Middle Ages passages from the Sefer Yetzirah would have been studied in depth as a means to create and animate a Golem from clay. It was thought by the sages that Golems could be made to come alive through the specific and ritualised use of various permutations of the Hebrew alphabet to form a Shem or one of the names of God which would then have been written on a piece of paper and placed into the mouth or the forehead of the golem. Sometimes also, as we mentioned in our previous episode, the Hebrew characters would also have been inscribed onto the clay, as in the golem of Prague and also the golem of Chelm story. One of the earliest accounts of how to create a golem is in the Sodai Ratsaya, Sefer HaCheshek, which was written by Eleazar ben Judah of Worms, which is late 12th, 13th century, where it says the following, and there are various different variations on this text. This creature that you want to create, with regard to each and every particular limb of it, look inside and see what letter you must appoint to it, and combine it as I shall instruct you, 
and you must take virgin soil from underneath virgin earth and seed it here and there upon your holy temple in a state of purity. Purify yourself and form from this soil a golem which you want to create and imbue with the spirit of life. See what letter you must appoint to it and what proceeds from it. Do so also with the letters of the Tetragrammaton, by means of which the entire world was created. Formulate a Natakarakon and recite each of its letters with the vowels, and that limb will immediately be animated. He goes on to say that Natarakon involves a combination of the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet with each other using the Aleph Bet, Aleph Gimel sequence, which creates what is known as the 221 gates of the Book of Yetzirah. These combinations are then combined with the letters of the divine name, the Tetragrammaton, according to different vocalizations, which then gives vitality and a in effect, a type of soul or neshama to the inanimate being. A final step is the incision on its forehead of the name of God, or the word emet, which means truth. So there's lots of different ways of creating the golem in these legends. The method that Rava was meant to have used, whereby combinations of the letters of God's name are recited, was involved inserting the name into the golem's mouth or fixing it onto his forehead with a piece of parchment. And this is also used in the story of Rabbi Lowe, where the three letters word emet, which means truth, is inserted. Emet is also, interestingly, one of the lesser-known names of God, When the, the idea being when the time comes to take away his spirit, the first letter, Aleph, is removed leaving only two letters that form the word met or death. In all of these different methods, though, um, the one key aspect is that God's name or power is that necessary and no life can be infused into the clay man, the clay figure, um, without that step. In the legend of the Golem of Prague, the story goes... An important rabbi is very troubled by problems and rumours of a priest known as Thaddeus who preaches the destruction of the Jewish people um, in the city. So in response, Rabbi Lowe is meant to have um, used his knowledge of the Kabbalah to obtain a dream from God who orders him to create the golem out of clay to defend the community. As we mentioned in our previous episode, the primary source text for this story is a rare text known as the Sefer Niflaut Maharaj, or the Book of the Miracles of Rabbi Lowe. This is quite a hard to find book, which is meant to have been written by Rabbi Yitzhak ben Shimshon Hakayon in 1624, However, lots of scholars these days have generally agreed it was probably more likely written uh, recently than that. The book itself deals with the miracles of Yehuda Li Ben Betzael, or Rabbi Lu, who is also known as the Prague Maharal, or Maharal. The rabbi was a very well-known scholar, mystic, and philosopher who is meant to have served most of his life as a leading spiritual advisor, really, priest in uh, Moravia and also Bohemia. 
and he's known in the world of the sort of study of the Torah and the Talmud for his works on Jewish philosophy and mysticism. According to a legend from the 19th century, we hear this story that he created this Prague golem, a mythological creature made of clay. And this was obviously later established and it's been turned into lots of books, lots of films um, since then. So it's kind of really built up its own sort of mythology around this story. The book itself is quite interesting though because um, the Sefid Nifalat Maharaj because it describes the process of creating the golem in detail. And I wanted to quote from it as I wanted to break down some of the sort of key elements at play and hopefully look at them a little bit from a magical perspective. The story of the golem starts with the following, and this is the beginning of the story. The Maharaj made a dream question about what power he could use in order to wage war against the priest, his adversary Thaddeus. The answer came to him from heaven in alphabetic form. Create a golem, knead the clay, and thus you will destroy the plotters. Thereupon the Maharaj said that those ten words contained a combination of names with whose power it is always possible to create a live golem out of clay. That's an interesting passage to begin the um, the story because obviously... You know, we have this like this concept of dream divination, dream incubation technique, um, which gave him the answer. And this is a very old traditional technique that was used, you know, right back into the ancient times, ancient Greece and um, also Egypt as well. The dream in question has meant to have come to him as the following alphabetical phrase, Ato bra golem devuk hakoma. Vitigska, Kaval Torfe Israel, which means create a golem out of clay who will destroy all the enemies. Also, another factor with regards to this phrase, it also indicates that there must be some kind of um, mathematical meaning or gematria meaning within it um, or used to interpret the message. If you remember what we discussed in some of our episodes, numbers and letters act as symbols in um, in this system and are representative of higher spiritual realities behind them. Also we have the idea of 10 words being given to the Maharaj and obviously 10 is very important from the point of view of the 10 Sephiroth of the Tree of Life which are Malkut, Yesod, Hod, Netzach, Tiferet, Gebura, Kesed, Bina, Hokma, and Keta, and then obviously there's the hidden eleventh Sephira, which is Dart. The text goes on to describe after this dream that the rabbi calls for his followers to join him, and he says the following, and I quote: "And he divulged to us the secret of the creation of the golem from clay and dust of the earth, and he told us that he wanted to take us as his helpers." because for such creation one needs the four powers of the four elements, fire, wind, water and dust. And of himself, the Maharaj said that he was born with the power of the wind element, and of me that I was born with the power of the fire element, and of his disciple Yagov Sasson, he said that he was born with the power of the water element. This is an interesting quote because it it really brings through this um, hermetic principle um, 
with regards to this, the elements, the balancing of the elements within the individual, um, which is often one of the main things that would focus on in, um, particularly with sort of different initiations and things like that, you would do that elemental work at the beginning of your kind of studies. It's, it's the balancing out of that particular person's aura, balancing out all the different aspects within themselves. Obviously, four elements is very important, but also the number four is the number of manifest being, which is Kased. Also, the rabbis wanted to create a physical and a living man, even though he was made of clay that's strong and capable of defending the community. So it's not just a spiritual form or what you could describe as a thought form um, or a tulpa. So Alexander David Neal talks quite a lot about this um, you know, types of form, thought forms in her excellent book with magicians and mystics in Tibet. But we're not just talking about spiritual or mental processes here, but the calling down of spiritual forces into the elemental forces, um, the elemental energies represented by the three assistants and also the clay man himself. The elements of Lo and his disciples obviously then you know, they represent not just the four physical elements which are present in the clay of the golem, but also three active forces that are represented in the Kabbalah by the three Hebrew mother letters, which are Aleph for air, mutable, Mem for water, fixed, and then Shin for fire, which is cardinal. And these three letters represent the three primitive elements in the universe but also the sphere of consciousness that those elements represent. This is a tradition that is believed develops from the Sefer Yetzirah or the 32 Paths of Wisdom whereby we have the 10 Sephiroth, the three mother letters, seven doubles and the 12 singles. So the universe is effectively created from numbers, letters and words. The mutable element represented by water is meant to lie between the cardinal and the fixed and elements. And this is obviously kind of bringing in that element of balance. Um, the text continues. And on the 20th of the month of Adar in the year 5340, 1580 CE, all the three of us went at four after midnight behind the city of Prague until the Moldava River. On the bank of the river we searched and found a place of clay and mud and of the mud we made the form of a man. Its length three cubits and we shaped its face and also his hands and feet like a man lying on his back. Then all three of us positioned ourselves at the feet of the golem with our faces turned towards his face and the Maharaj first ordered me to walk seven times around the golem to begin from the right side and go around until his head and from the head to the left on the left side. And he gave me the combinations of letters which I had to recite as I was walking thus around the golem. And so I did seven times. And when I finished the circumambulations, the body of the golem became like a glowing coals. And here again, we have this idea of uh, the number four, Kesed, but also the number seven being used. Seven is obviously the number of the planets, the number of heavenly bodies. So again, it could bring in the idea of the seven spheres. It's almost like a, 
initiation of sorts or a manifestation passing through all seven spheres. Seven is also the sum of three plus four and four is the number of physical manifestation as we just discussed. Also the direction they're moving, so the beginning from the right side and left also is similar to the circulation of light exercise from the middle pillar where as magicians we are encasing our aura in a sphere of brilliant white light. It also builds up a force in a ritual setting. You're walking clockwise to build up force and anti-clockwise to bring force down again. Um, this does obviously vary in some traditions but um, we are talking about this idea of this spiral or this sort of building the cone of power um, in the kind of Wiccan tradition. In the next episode, we will continue this discussion uh, with the, the rest of the story of the Gollum. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, thanks so much for joining us this week on the Occult London podcast. Please make sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. Thanks. Bye-bye.